2: And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. You you feel this this
0: nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent
2: phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PackerNet After Dark. It's the show where you call in with your problems. And then I help you through your struggles. That's not what this is. I mean, it can be if that's what you want to do. We've done that in the past. I I don't think many people liked it, but we can do that. We do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You want a recipe? You want to give me a recipe? You want to talk about your life story? I'm not playing that. Don't call within your life story. I'm not, I don't want to be rude, but I will just delete it and then you will hate me forever. So just don't, let's just not do that. Okay. All right. Got a new caller. You know the rule that I follow once every 10 times. New callers go first. New caller with no transcription, which always makes me nervous, take it away. Wait, 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 click, 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 boom. All right, take it away.
0: Hey, Ryan, it's Andy from Kansas. Hey, man. Oh. Yeah, I'm back in the uh, New number. state of allergies. Uh, I had been in Wisconsin. That was really great. Uh, if anybody's interested in seeing some of the great sights of the state, uh, camping up by Waupaca in the fall is really nice. Uh, biking on the Elroy-Sparta Trail is
1: mm. fantastic.
0: And uh, taking, a, taking a look at the Packers game against the Bucks a few weeks ago with my brother and my youngest son at Central Waters Brewing in Amherst on Highway 10 is also a recommended activity. There you go. So uh, I do like to wait to see what kind of the theme of the past game is still in Packers fans' minds, you know, halfway through the next week. And, of course, I keep seeing the, oh, my goodness, we almost lost to a third-string quarterback. So I made a checklist of things under the heading of, oh, no, we almost lost to a third-string <laughs> quarterback, and I just wanted to sarcastically read them back okay. on this call just to kind of put it in perspective. So sure. Yes. The first one is exactly that. We almost lost to a third-string quarterback.
2: Okay.
0: Second no point says uh, the – Defense gave us some big plays and put us into a hole early. Uh, the third one says Aaron Rodgers had a pretty bad game. The fourth one said we needed the defense to bail us out in order to win a close game at the end. And uh, the fifth bullet point on this game says uh, if Aaron Rodgers plays that way, we have no way to ever win a championship and Mm -hmm. it is proven with his stat line, let's see here, Uh, I'll read it 17 for 30 passing 244 yards zero touchdowns and two interceptions wait a minute what, oh hold on, this is the bullet list from the 2010 NFC Championship against the Bears (laughs) That is the same checklist as this last game against the Patriots. Just a different Oh my goodness, the wow, the the bullet point lists are almost exactly the same. Except for this one down oh, okay, on, on the Patriots. Okay, there's there's an extra one there at the end. It says <clears throat> week four regular season matchup versus non-conference opponent. Uh and it says uh chillax down at the end. I don't know <laughs> whatever that means. So well, wow, it turns out that those two games last week in the championship game against the Bears had, wow, so much in common. And yet, uh, if I remember correctly, we did okay in that season. Anyway, um, I think my play clock is almost up, so I'm going to wait for three extra seconds here. One, <laughs> two,
2: three. That still counts, right? I uh... – it's kind of I kind of thought it was weird because usually people call back instantly after the three minutes. Andy did call back, but it was uh, it was an hour and fifteen minutes later. So I thought I was like, "How is this going to go?" Otherwise, you timed it perfectly, and now I know that's how you that's how you did it. Now I understand the joke. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I actually go over tomorrow on on the podcast because Joe Barry made a comment um, when asked about the run defense and you know how are you going to fix this? Essentially, you know, you guys sucked. How are you going to be better? He's like, yeah, you know, we we gave up the edge and we did some stuff we weren't supposed to do, and it, it wasn't great. But uh, he said, out of eleven, eleven series by the Patriots, nine of them were pretty dominant. And I'm like, the heck are you talking about, stupid? You guys got whooped up and down the field all day long. So I went back and I I I didn't say this live, but that's my first thought. I mean, that honestly, that wasn't my first thought. I knew he knew what he was talking about. I I was just surprised because that was not my recollection. And I went back and read every single series. On the podcast tomorrow, I promise it doesn't take that long. People rolling their eyes like I ain't listening to that crap. It doesn't take very long, but it's it's. I mean, it's like the you know the first drive, like all right, that sucked, and then the next drive is like three and out, and then the next drive is first down and then out, and then you uh, you know, and the the I think the problem is even on a lot of these drives there will be like five yard runs, and it's frustrating because we don't know how the game's going to end, and a lot of times he gets stopped at the line of scrimmage, but still finds a way to sneak for five, and it gets so annoying, and it's so just yeah. But if you look at it, it's like okay, you get five yard, four yard, incomplete punt. Like, Whoop de freaking do! It's a three and out, you know. So it really is true. There were there were three drives where, and and really, there weren't. You know, it, my recollection would be like there had to have been like four 10 plus yard runs and a bunch of fives and all that. No, it, it, you know, on one of them I think there was like a fourteen yarder, an eight yarder, a five yarder, a couple passes, touchdown. You know, one of them was like a, a big pass and then a penalty, and that put them on the 50. From there, they gained 25 more yards, and that was it. it was from you know, from that point, they had the, the 25-yard touchdown pass. I guess it was a penalty mixed in. But the, the point is, they didn't do all that much. And so, you know, it's on one hand, yeah, there, there's some stuff that needs to get cleaned up. And, you know, that five-yard run should have been a zero-yard run, and you shouldn't be getting giving up all these 14-yard runs. But when you hear it from that context, like 9 of 11, which doesn't make sense because there were three. Well, he, I think he said 9 of 11, but then he added the first drive, which I don't know why that wouldn't be included. So it's either 8 of 11 or 9 of 12. I don't know. I didn't even count them, but there were only three out of 11 or 12 that weren't pretty awesome for our defense. Um, I'm going to skip here and go straight to Jeremy because Jeremy's got a bunch of calls and rather than doing four Jeremys in a row, we're going to kind of break them up unless they kind of go with each other. We'll find out how this goes, but we'll start with Jeremy here.
3: Hey, Ryan. How you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing good, man.
3: That's oh, good, man. Happy to hear. Uh, is it still the Packard night podcast after dark when I'm calling in the morning? And
2: I'm losing you. I'm
3: an hour late to work.
2: Hour late to work? I think it is.
3: Um, I don't really have anything to say. All right, that's, than, uh, that's fine. Hello. Hey. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to spanking the Giants in a like whole different time zone. Oh, there's a card for me. <laughs> uh I am on my Bluetooth. I so can tell I Um anyways, just just wanna say hello. Hi. And, uh, love it again, man. Love this podcast. I love the vibe of the whole thing. Maybe consider uh Shouting the
2: number
3: out, you know, at the beginning of the pod, maybe you do that. I wonder. Six zero eight five zero one zero seven one eight. But I keep forgetting it, you know that, and uh, I, I gotta save it in my phone. I think I think I'll do that probably tomorrow, <laughs> um, which means not at all.
2: Just calling to hang out, man. I appreciate no, it. it.
3: You know, it's a good reason to, uh, to DM you. You know, Say, hey, I get fine. it. What's that number again? Yeah. I I did this morning. You did Like a little five bit. minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, have a good day.
2: Yeah,
4: uh,
3: thank you. Uh, go Pack. Go Pack Go. Failed it. All right. Oh, I'll listen <laughs> <laughs> to you later, buddy.
2: Am I interrupting you, Jeremy? Should have started with that. Just, just kind of starting off with a "Hey, how you doing?" All right, let's uh, let's go back up to the top with Garrett here in Southern Illinois. Hey Ryan, I
4: wanted to bring up an idea that I brought up to you a while back and see if you were still contemplating oh it, and that was having your wife co-host a show with you. <sighs> uh, you had commented a few shows back about watching the game with your son and her, and she's asking questions during yep. the game and stuff to have you elaborate on things. So maybe you should take the time to uh, have her do a show and uh, have the listeners call in with questions that maybe she would find uh, informative that you can answer for her so that you can uh, increase her knowledge and uh, increase your enjoy enjoyment of watching the game with your family. So just a suggestion. And uh, one other thing, a question maybe you can contemplate later, is uh, trade deadline comes up November 1st. If you had to make a trade right now, would it be a player on for defense or offense, and who would it be? Have a
2: good one. First of all, why you got to do me like that? Why you got to do me like that? Um, yeah, no, She, my, my wife every once in a while brings it up to me that she has not forgotten about that. She's made comments about um, wanting to say things like, in 10 years you failed to teach me football and, and all that good stuff. Which I guess is technically true, but i, I don't take I don't take the blame my, my i my son learned it in a very short period of time. It's a two way street, okay she could try a little harder. get out of here. I answer the questions when they're asked um yeah well we'll we'll see how it goes. If she pushes hard enough we're gonna end up doing it she just she's not really pushing super hard, so we kind of just kind of just let it like, oh yeah, yeah, no it sounds good, and then go about my day and you know it goes away, but we'll see. We will see how it goes, and if there is a thing, I will make an announcement about it and so that you can get in calls, and we'll it'll be a whole thing. I'm dropping stuff. I broke a plate in my office a second ago because a stupid light fell, and there happened to be a plate there. It's just one of the tiny plates. It doesn't matter, although I do like using the tiny plates. Anybody else become kind of a freak about that? I'm guessing no, but I'm, I'm just going to open it up to see if anybody else has. I don't know what it is. I don't use big plates anymore unless I like have to. I don't know why. It's like a, it's like a weird thing with me. All of a sudden, like it's too big. It doesn't need. To, my wife gets mad at me. Like, why do you keep cramming everything on these tiny plates? Like, I don't. You don't need a big plate. Like, if I get a piece of pizza, I'm gonna get the little tiny plate, and it'll hang off the edge a little bit. But I don't need a massive plate with this little triangle of pizza in the middle. Now, if I'm gonna load up a half a box of pizza, yeah, I'll get a big plate. Although I probably just wouldn't even get a plate in that instance. <sighs> what are we talking about? Um, oh, trading for a player. I, I, I'm not gonna do the. I mean, I will at some point, but you know how it is packing it after dark. I'm burned out from doing tomorrow's podcast. I, it's going to require a lot of homework, and, and I always, to be honest, I hate this question, especially with just um, available players. I know trades are, are a different situation, but just going through a list of guys that nobody wants and trying to go through all their PFF grades and see if there's any hint of like maybe he's kind of good at this in this one situation. So you're digging into all these stats for all these guys that n- are not good at stuff. I don't know. I'd have to do a little bit of research at who's on the trade block, so to speak. Rule out the teams that aren't going to trade to us. You know, obviously Vikings, Bears, Lions, and then maybe other teams like the Rams and the the Bucks and whatever. I don't know. Um, but let's, let's do position. Not quarterback. It's not wide receiver as much as everybody wants that to be. And I, I'm not saying I wouldn't be okay with Odell Beckham. I don't really care. It's not going to happen, but that's not where I'm going with it. Um, It would not be offensive line. Again, that really comes down to cohesion. I don't think anybody just waltzes in here and is just a dominant guard or whatever. Um, Tight end, I don't think so, unless there's like a blockbuster trade. Kind of similar to what I said about like the draft and and trades and everything else with wide receivers and free agency. If you're going to go out and get another number two, I don't see the value in it. Either go out and get a premier player or don't bother. Same with tight end. I mean, if there's, and there's only a handful of like really good tight ends as far as receiving and everything else. And none of them are going to get traded. You know, like Kyle Pitts was just drafted. You know, uh, Travis Kelsey he's probably on the verge of retirement, if if anything else. He's not going anywhere. So uh, that wouldn't be a thing. Running back is obviously not a thing. So I don't think it would be offense. I think we've been through all the positions. Defense, safety makes a massive amount of sense. Not even just because Amos is is hurt already, but just the depth there is not great. and And I don't know exactly what Savage has to offer. I hate dogging the guy because I like Savage and I love his upside. It's just, it just is what it is. You know, he hasn't really, hasn't really given us much. And I, I think this last game I, I loved. You know, it's kind of funny because I remember with Ha Ha Clinton Dix, when Morgan Burnett was there, he was actually a decent safety. After Morgan Burnett left, he fell off. It's like he needed that veteran leadership. And it's kind of funny. with it, When Amos left, he kind of had one of his better games in a while. I mean, the, the speed and the violence and everything. It's almost like he didn't have his crutch. And he was that main guy. He was the one that needed to make those decisions and, and call out stuff and, and react and all these things. And he he seemed to do okay. I don't remember what his grade was or whatever. But anyways, the, the safety is a consideration. Linebacker is not. Corner, I don't really think so. Um, I mean, obviously, I like all the starters, but even from a depth standpoint, I don't. I think we'll be okay. Keyshawn came in for like a game, and I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, so that. I mean, listen, the, the bottom line is it's defensive tackle, edge, and safety are, are th- sort of the three considerations. Safety, the, the problem is nobody's really going to actually play. If we go and trade for a safety, assuming Amos is going to be fine eventually, it's it's trading for a guy that's going to sit on the bench, so that doesn't make sense. Defensive tackle does make sense because it's a rotational thing, and, and guys will get in there and they will get rotated, and it's, it's, it's certainly a consideration because I, I really don't think we have anything outside of Kenny Clark. Dean is fine but but fine from a very average point of view, and I think it's all downhill from Dean. I think Jaron Reed has been a borderline liability. Devontae Wyatt had, you know, obviously a couple good pass rushes mixed in there, but um, he, he has not even earned the right to really play. I think Slayton is a flat-out liability. He's been terrible every time I've seen him. You know, it's funny, too, because a lot of people talk about we just need to get these big guys out there for these, like for stopping the run or whatever. Uh, I was listening to another podcast, uh, even if I could remember it, I wouldn't name it because I'm going to disagree with them. But they were talking about Jonathan Ford. Get Ford out there. You need Jonathan Ford for this run defense. It's like, dude, that doesn't mean anything. Just because you're overweight, you know, 340 pounds. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it has some effect, but it comes down to technique. Kenny Clark is is significantly better than Slayton, despite the fact that Slayton's bigger, or Ford, you know. But uh, anyways, my my ultimate pick... Because I I think there is room to improve, and and, and we have the personnel, right? Jaron Reed isn't what we want, but he could still get better and he can be adequate. Uh, Devontae Wyatt has plenty of time and opportunity to grow, and and Lowry's fine, and, you know, whatever. Edge rush would probably be the thing. Now, you're paying a premium to find a guy that isn't just a below-average pass rusher, but whatever. Again, I'm not picking a player. That would be the direction I'd want to go, and I don't need... Uh, Joey Bosa, you know, would, not that those guys are floating around or, or, or tradable. Although you know who is, although you know they they would never trade to us. But Robert Quinn would be kind of an ideal candidate. He's he's kind of like a a Preston in a way. Not you know very up and down. Sometimes he's really really good. Sometimes he's kind of pretty subpar. But he's he's just a quality veteran guy. So the Bears, I don't think there's very much chance that they would ever trade Quinn to us. I don't think it's impossible. I mean, people say that all the time about the draft. Like, you never trade with within the divisions. Like the Vikings traded with the Packers and the Bears, so I don't know about that. The point is, though, it's it's mutually beneficial. You don't want Quinn, and if the Packers are willing to offer you what you want, why wouldn't you do it? Well, it makes the Packers better. It makes you better. I don't know. I, I just I, I think people put too much on that. Maybe teams put too much on that. I mean, if Quinn is that good, keep him. You're the one that wants to get rid of him. I'm not saying it should be your first choice. All things being equal, send them somewhere else. But uh, I mean, if if the Packers were the only team that were willing to say you wanted like a fourth round or let's just say third because we hate those, you know, a third round pick. Yes, it's too high. Just, just shut up. Just let me do what I want. Would you say no? You you would say yes. You want the third round pick. We want Quinn. Just do it. Who cares? Now, would I trade Aaron Rodgers to the Bears? Probably not. No, I probably wouldn't. I probably would never do that unless I thought maybe he was over the hill or he was only going to play one more year or something. Then fine. Let him beat up on you. And then, you know, after that. We're the ones that are still benefiting from those two first-round picks and a third or whatever, while they are just wallowing in misery. Anyways, um, let's do another... we got so many Jeremy calls. Let's do another Jeremy call. Hopefully, he's not on his Bluetooth. Hey, Ryan. He is. This is Jeremy again. What's up, man? We spoke
3: uh, like 30 like five minutes ago, uh, but I missed you, so I, I thought I'd, I'd call again. You know, I've been... Uh thinking about the uh the league's obsession with, with wide receivers, yeah um especially rookies and got this idea and I think it'll be great. We should just draft wide receivers always okay only and uh and just you know fill, like even on the defense just fill them up with wide receivers. Can you imagine how Lazard Playing outside linebacker. There you
2: go. Right? Boy. That would stop me. bye <laughs> <clears throat> Bye Bud. Bye, bud. Uh yeah. Um it is it would be kind of a fun exercise to look at that and say, what if we had drafted just I mean, I don't want to say all wide receivers, because obviously that wouldn't really be proving too many points because nobody's actually asking for that. But who who is the wide receiver we had? I don't think there were any wide receivers. Let me look at the draft here. Yeah, we didn't miss out on any wide receivers. So it's not like, uh... in other words, if we would have drafted a wide receiver instead of Quay Walker, who would it have been? It would have been Christian Watson. How do I know? Because every wide receiver that was available at the time we picked Quay Walker was still available. There were no wide receivers picked from the time Quay Walker was picked to the time Christian Watson was picked. That's how I know. But then, all right, let's say we pick two wide receivers like a lot of people wanted us to do. It would have been Christian Watson and who? It would not have been George Pickens because we obviously didn't want him. Would not have been Wondell Robinson, I don't believe, because we don't really like guys with that size. Maybe John Mechie. He was the next one to go after that. I don't know if he's played a single down. I don't know if he's hurt or what. I don't think he's played at all this year. Uh, the Patriots took Tyquan Thornton, but they've been picking a lot of weird. Their first two picks were kind of out there. So that leaves you with Alec Pierce, Sky Moore be about it. Again, Sky Moore has done almost nothing with the Chiefs so far. Alec Pierce has come on pretty strong the last two weeks, kind of like Romeo Dobbs, actually. I don't think quite to the level of production, but his grades are through the roof, if I'm remembering correctly. And the funny thing is, let's just say it's uh, Alec Pierce. He was taken at pick 53, so we wouldn't have needed to use a first-round pick on him. And it would have been actually a terrible decision to go wide receiver, wide receiver in the first round because... It would have been just a complete waste of of resources, and then we would have picked who if we had two wide receivers who would have been our second round pick after just completely wasting at least one of our picks um Sam williams, the edge rusher, troy anderson linebacker not a lot of not a lot of names that we've heard a lot about Ed Ingram for the Vikings. that guy's not been great. Vikings fans think he has, but that's only because he's a good run defender he's a terrible pass blocker I don't know i know I know you're mostly goofing around, but yeah it's it's uh and the good thing about this year is there isn't that one wide receiver that's glaring that's right there. Like we picked a guy and then boom, there goes a wide receiver and everybody attaches to that one and says, that's the one. If he goes off, I'm going to lose my mind. Like if George Pickens went like right after Quay or right after Devonte Wyatt, especially because Wyatt's not even playing. It's like, you should have taken Pickens right there. It's kind of that way with Pickens now because we could have taken him instead of Christian Watson. But even with Pickens, it's like, yeah, but the guy's got character things. So you kind of understand it. Um. All right. Let's let's uh, let's go back to Andy because he's got quite a few calls in. Also, hey Ryan, it's Andy from
0: Kansas. Hey man. So one more thing about this: uh, we almost lost to a third-string quarterback. But yeah. Of course, uh, we won. So there's that. Anyway, That's true. um, I understand. Uh, there is some trepidation about going forward. Um, I don't see how what we see presently. I don't see how it's going to get worse. Uh, it's just a matter of time. To wait until it gets better. I just barely actually think that
2: that's that's the case. That is a fair point too. Um because there are situations where you're looking and saying, I don't know, guys are kind of overachieving. I don't think that's the case. Now, we did have that early. Right, Preston the first two weeks overachieved and he's kind of leveled off, which is not great because he hasn't been great the last couple of weeks. But there's no going down for him from here. Um you know, so we we don't really have a guy that's like playing astronomically well that doesn't make sense. Um, maybe Kenny, maybe, but this past week he was a lot lower than he ever has been. Uh, Rashawn, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he goes down from here. I don't. I don't see that being. Maybe the sack numbers don't stay at one sack per game, but overall production. I mean, this is just what he is. But yeah, that's a fair point.
0: But uh, as I said, <clears throat> so if it's if it's valid for us to say and worry about, we almost got beat by a third string quarterback. Is it valid for the Minnesota Vikings uh, fan base to now be afraid because they almost lost to the goalpost? I know I know that field goal would have only tied the game, but a lot of times when you see some uh, team come back and tie you, you think the momentum is their way. I just wondered if people in Minnesota thought of it in that way because if you want to summarize an entire game in one phrase, you could pick all sorts of weird phrases.
2: That is such an actually fantastic point. <laughs> it really is. The 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 parallel between you losing the the Vikings losing to a goal post and us losing that works on so many levels. It's pretty incredible. That's that's a fantastic point. Primarily because what does a goal post do? It just sits there. It doesn't do anything. And they almost lost to the goal post. What's the reality? Goal post had nothing to do with it. It was all the other factors, the kicker and the the quarterback and the da 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 Like
0: Oh no, we almost lost to the goalpost, which sounds ridiculous in some ways. So does what Packers have to say. Uh, Serious question, though. Could you find out how often the Patriots uh, lined up with six offensive linemen? Because, as my recollection is correct, they did it a lot. I believe Marcus Cannon, number 61, got more airtime, I think, than Patricia. Uh, On that broadcast, uh, not nearly as much uh, airtime as Aaron Rodgers frowning. Um, I'm still up in arms about that. Look, you don't want to see Aaron Rodgers frown. Okay, TV? don't show it then. But that's just another uh, thorn in the side there as a fan. Enough narratives. Uh, Let's go get a win against the Giants. Thanks. Bye.
2: So, interestingly enough, I was able to pull it up. I'm surprised how many. I would have thought it would have been like the Patriots and maybe one other team did it once. Oh, you know what? I am on the whole season. That's why. Maybe, I. well, it doesn't matter. Let's do, obviously, this past week. It looks like they did it 15 times. I, it said two at first, but I was looking at quarterbacks, and it was only bringing it up when they actually pass. and obviously this was usually a running thing. But it looks like 15 times they had um, six offensive linemen. Interesting nugget. The only team that has done it more or did it more... Uh, so, another team that actually does this quite a lot, apparently, is the Raiders, and it looks like those are maybe the only two teams, which doesn't make sense. But there you go, Patriots and Raiders loading up if you've got injuries and receivers,
1: you need call some more.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Nate. <laughs> I, I I forgot there was a very strong contingent of Samore Touré supporters, and, and I'll be honest at this point, considering what we've seen from the rookies, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I think we're a ways off from that. Um, I mean, we're we're relatively healthy as far as I know, and then if we we know if we endure more injuries, um, Winfrey's coming up before Samore does because we've seen that. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind mixing it up a little bit to see what he can do. I bet it'd be, it'd be pretty exciting. Because usually I'm a, of the mind that, come on, he, he doesn't know what he's doing, but, but, but the whole the whole thing. But I'll tell you what, man, we, we know the athleticism and everything else is there. Sometimes that kind of just gets the job done. It's kind of like Devontae Wyatt. Why do I want him out there? He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't understand like the technique. That's what Kenny Clark is always talking about. It's what I just said about guys like Ford and everything else. It's not just size, it's technique. And Devontae Wyatt doesn't get the technique, but you know what he does? He's the at, most athletic Freak on the field when he's on the field. And once in a while, he's going to do some crazy stuff, and I just want to see more crazy stuff. I know it's going to mean probably more mistakes and probably some bigger run gashes because they're going to run right at him and everything else because he doesn't quite understand how to, you know, do the stuff quite right and everything else. But man, I tell you what, if, if I bet if he played as much as Kenny, he'd have, I bet he'd get a sack, at least one, if not two. Even Kenny doesn't get two, but he's going to get two. That'd be the only good two plays he has all day, but there's going to be two sacks in that game. And I'm I just, just one game. Pick a game like the Bears game, you know? Bad offensive line. We're not losing the game no matter what. Put him out there as many times as Kenny's out there, put him out there. I'm calling two sacks, and he sucks the rest of the game. I don't know what that has to do with Samore or Amore or spaghetti and meatballs. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Mike, hey, there. there he is. Packer Superfan. Hey, man. Hey, Ryan, uh,
1: I think I tweeted you about this as well, but I just wanted to uh, touch base with you on uh, the Packer the net after dark as well. All right. Um So right now, the, the Green Bay Packer defense is what, ranked sixth, I believe, in uh, yards per game allowed. Let's see. And the offense is, I believe, ranked sixth uh, after four weeks in yards gained. Um, which are your kind of your typical um, ways of measuring offense and defense perform, performance, <clears throat> other than obviously obviously points, which is really interesting because they're although they're fifth and sixth ranked.
2: That is true. By the way, I'm I'm a little bit surprised to see that because I knew that from a point standpoint we're not doing very well. But see see this is where you guys call in with stuff, and as soon as that I see it, it's like that light bulb goes off. What what have we been kind of concluding? And I say we, because a lot of this has been rolling because of the stuff that you guys call in and say, what have we concluded? It's not that the Packers offense can't figure stuff out. What, how does it make sense? They're sixth in yards and 21st in points. It means they're driving down the field, but not doing what? Scoring. Well, there's a couple of reasons that could happen. Terrible red zone. Um, lots of field goals, I guess or you know you you get down to about the 40 ish and uh, or turnovers they rank 22nd with seven turnovers 24th in fumbles lost uh whatever four fumbles lost there's a lot of turnovers the offense is the sixth the sixth best offense in terms of moving the ball down the field which is when everybody says we don't have a good offense I'm sorry I'm stealing this from you mike when everybody says we don't have a good offense, they're referring to our inability to move the ball. They're not talking about points. They're not saying they're great at flying down the field. They're just struggling to punch it in. They're saying it's a disjointed offense. They can't move. And again, that isn't accurate. Sorry, continue.
1: Units, uh, both offensively and defensively, they are 21st in scoring points. Yep. Um, so something doesn't add up. I mean, and I think it, it goes to the point that you were talking about, uh, it's just that consistency and not being consistent. And then of course the, the other thing that, that just kind of stands out is their tur- turnover ratio. Bingo. I mean, they're at negative three right now. I think they're third or fourth from the bottom in the league right now. So, um, you know, they, a couple of them come to mind, you know, that we're big game, big Uh, big-time plays in games where they could have scored. You know, Aaron Jones right at the goal line. Um, You know, um, there were a couple others that don't come to mind right now. But I think it's the turnover ratio. they got to get that back. Uh, Typically, they're a pretty good team when it comes to that. I think once they get that straightened out, you will start to see the points come too. So anyway, just like to get your thoughts. Thanks.
2: All right, so check this out. Obviously, week one last year was a disaster against the New Orleans Saints, three turnovers, whatever. After that, we, we very rarely turn the ball over, right? Over the next three weeks, it was zero turnovers, zero turnovers, and then one against Pittsburgh. This year, this is so uncharacteristic because it's, it's most of the time there's no turnovers. We've had two, one, two, two. Two, one, two, two. I'm trying to think the last time we've had three out of four games with two turnovers. You know how many games we had multiple turnovers last year? Three total. Three games with more than one turnover. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games with zero turnovers. Half of the games we played had zero turnovers. We already have matched the total number of double-digit turnovers last year in four games with three, because three out of four have been double have been not double digit, have been multiple turnover games. But let I mean, let's let's look at it. How does it directly impact points? I mean, let's just say for the sake of argument, on average, we're losing three points on a turnover on average. You know, sometimes you'd get zero. Sometimes you do get that field goal. Sometimes you get seven. If that was the case and we just converted each of those turnovers into three points, we, our, our offensive points scored would be 10th in the NFL instead of 21st. And that, that doesn't even go into the part where, you know, how many points do they score? You look at the Minnesota game, both of those times, that was in Minnesota territory when we turned the ball over. So we probably don't add to our points, but we certainly add to theirs, don't we? In the first turnover, we gave him the ball on our 44-yard line. The second one, fortunately, he, we were in our territory, and he launched it into their territory. So I guess that that's kind of the other way around. But I don't know. The, the Turnovers are a major part of it. Now, there, there is also going to be sort of that um, inconsistency thing that you'd mentioned in terms of you know you get to the 50 and you can't quite keep it going but you certainly aren't top 10 or was it was a top 5 no well close sixth in yards if you're going three and out so the point is if we can clean up the interceptions the <laughs> the points both offensively as well as defensively going in the opposite direction necessarily follow meaning we're going to be scoring more points and the other team's going to be scoring less, which is incredible considering 23, 10, 12, and 24 is all they've ever done. We turned the ball over twice against Minnesota. They only got 23. We turned the ball over once against Chicago, although that was that was equal. Same with Tampa. We turned it over twice, but they turned it over twice, fortunately. Then we turned it over twice against New England. They only got the 24. So the only two games where they actually cracked 20 points We lost the turnover differential, and in in the New England Patriots case, the one was directly attributed to seven points because he walked it in. So they didn't even get to 20 against our defense. The Vikings are the only team that has scored more than 20 points directly against our defense, and that's with two turnovers. So again, there's all these little things where it's like, man, if, if you just get this going a little bit, if you get that going a little bit, it changes everything. The turnovers are one of the biggest. And honestly, the fact that we've turned the ball over this many times and um, our 3-1 and one is, is phenomenal. And, you know, going back to the, the idea of you can reasonably assume we're not going to get worse, this is a major area. This is a team that very rarely turns the ball over, that has had horrible, horrible time with turnovers. I mean, last year we were number one in turnovers, number four in fumbles lost. And that's not unusual because we don't do that. Last year, number one in turnovers, number eight in fumbles lost. And, and again, make no mistake, you want, you want to know how you get to be the number one offense, number one in, in turnovers, meaning the fewest, plays a major role. Anyways, why don't we go ahead and take a break right here, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to support the podcast, uh, fertilegroundranch.org. If you'd like to check them out, uh, would love to get your support there. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. Ten percent off a four hundred dollar slab pack. That's forty bucks right there. Anyways, that's arena club.com slash packdaddy for ten percent off your first purchase. All right. Let's try again with Jeremy. See if we can hear him this time. Hey, Ryan. Hey.
3: Uh, This is Jeremy again. Um, First time caller. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You know, I was thinking about the last two messages that I did last. Yeah. The last time I was first time caller.
2: Yeah, the last two first times.
3: Uh, And I, 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 I think I figured it out. All right. I am. I believe the Tom Brady of the Packer Knight podcast yeah. Back in the podcast. I'm I'm living on this hill and I will die on it. Um and, and here's how uh, here's how I see it. Uh I'm the best caller. Okay. Everybody hates it.
2: You know? So uh Well I wouldn't be surprised if everybody hates your calls. That's true. <laughs> uh but yeah no it's you're great There's no doubt about it.
3: So that's that's kind of where I'm at. And I think it's accurate. I think, I think it's very accurate. Um, anyway, I had I had something better <laughs> to say. I think. Um, yeah. I just want to have to figure that out later. Hey, maybe don't play this
2: one. That, well, um, now we're late on that. That's fine. Yeah, maybe don't. <laughs> All right. Well, there's there's another fifteen seconds left, and it's it's him just saying goodbye. Um, I do love. Jeremy, by the way, that 15 minutes ago, you called in, and it's it's one of your first times calling. I think you might have called in one other time, but you called in, and you're like just saying hi, and then 15 minutes later, you call in to say that you are the best caller on the show. So, I don't know what happened in that 15 minutes, but the bravado. Tell you what. Uh, let's get to another best first-time caller. This is Nico. Ryan. Hey. This is uh, Nico here. Hey, first-time hey. caller. Real
3: quick, just one question yep if gisele and tom Brady, <sighs> oh boy yep are no longer together yeah does that mean he's gonna lose his little <gasps> witchcraft satanic bubble of uh deal with the devil protection and now he's gonna like maybe be human and
2: well how about this for a question has that already happened because he's playing like garbage right now and the whole buccaneers team is playing like garbage they're all very human and very sucky and very stupid um, it's funny, he went to the podium today and they were asking why there's so much parody and he's like, I don't know, cause everybody sucks at football and he's right. And you start with Tampa. Um, but that, that's, that's a great point. And you kind of wonder if maybe that may, may, well, I'll, I'll let you continue with your conspiracy theory. And then I, I've got a couple of my own.
3: Make a or Not that I, I don't wish him to, I don't wish him to, but right. you know. Not be able to, you know, run around like he's 20 when he's really 70. I don't yep. know. Just just kind of was thinking about that. Because I know she said she's like put a spell on him. So maybe maybe the spell goes bad and he throws like 40 interceptions this year. I don't know. Just <laughs> random thoughts. So there you
0: go. go uh, back to the spell.
2: So she has been providing the power to Tom Brady with her witchcraft directly from Satan himself. We know this to be hundred percent accurate. Okay, so this is what we know. Tom Brady said he's going to retire. She's like, awesome, awesome. Finally can put this deal to bed with Satan, don't have to deal with him. I mean, at least in terms of this capacity, we'll hang out on weekends or whatever, but then he decides to go back and she's not happy about it, right? I thought prior to your call, your call filled with infinite wisdom and um, uh, discernment is the word I was trying to think of, I thought Tom Brady made promises to his family that he was, you know, first of all, that he was going to retire and then went back on it and then made promises to his family that he would take time off during the season to spend time with them and then went back on that. And then Giselle's like, all right, we're we're done here. That That was my first thought. However, how about this one? When he decided to go back, she cut him off. Like, listen, you want to do it? Fine. You go do it on your own. But she didn't necessarily tell him that. Partially, maybe because she's scared or maybe just to be spiteful. Like, uh, you know, hey, listen, I know you're upset, but like, just give me one more year. And she's like, oh yeah, for sure, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> He's going to suck so bad. It's going to be hilarious. And then he starts playing. Um. By the way, have you ever seen the movie? Well, we'll get to that conspiracy theory in a minute. I got a new one that just popped into my head. Um... Man, they're uh, they're popping up here. So he starts playing, right? Plays, doesn't go well. And uh, he's like, that's kind of weird. Like, I just wasn't feeling it. I'm feeling too good out there. And she's like, oh, that's weird. And uh, week two, sucks at football. And he comes home and he's like, uh, honey, darling, we're still good, right? Like, I know, like, you're upset. And I told you it is the last one. Like, you didn't. You wouldn't, like, remove the spell, right? That That would be... You didn't do that, right? And she's like, "Oh no, I would never do that." You know, kind of sarcastically, where he's kind of like looking at her sideways, like, "Did you? I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, I can't do anything because obviously you will destroy me in a, in a, in a moment. But I'll be very upset." And then after week four, he realized, like, it's done. Like the, the, the spell is just gone. Everything's ruined. Goes home, confronts her, and then she's just like, Yeah, you know what? I did. I did. And now you're gonna to have to commit to this season. You can't retire now. You're invested. You're gonna to have to play, and your career is gonna end with you being like garbage. That's how your career ends, just so you know. And he's like, you know what? We're done. He did it. It's his decision. Second theory: have you seen the movie Thinner? Um, the gypsies put a spell into a pie, I think, and then you eat the pie. Maybe that was at the end of the movie. I don't remember. No, I, I don't know. But you, you you just keep getting thinner, and you, you, he was actually a fat dude. And as much as he wanted to eat, he kept losing weight, and it was kind of awesome at first. It was more, almost like a uh, like an every man's fantasy kind of thing, or every I don't know fat person's fantasy kind of kind of a movie. Like, dude, that would be awesome. Point is, though, you get so thin, you die. Um, is I wonder if I wonder if like one of those things happened to Tom too? Because have you seen him? That dude needs a cheeseburger like stat, like he needs to be admitted into a hospital where they force feed him cheesecake and cheeseburgers and all kinds of cheese-based products, um, lard sandwiches, he is unhealthy. I mean, I'm sorry, that, that is, whatever his diet is, that's a problem. I mean, when you can see like the bones of his shoulders poking through his shirt, it's like this, this guy is, he's not healthy. So I'm just I'm just saying. So he's like, it's over, and she's like, all right, thinner or what? However that goes. I think I think I think we cracked the case here, Nico. I don't know. All right, Jeremy. Let's let's see. This is a short one. Let's see if we can get through this one. Ryan, yeah.
3: I remember what what I wanted to say on the last call. All right. Yeah. Don't, don't you love it? when that
2: happens? All right. Bye. <laughs> jerk. Anyways, uh, Bramble's on the line. Hey, bud, Brandle Hey, hey. Um,
4: so listening to your uh, "Laughing at the M, M- and, M- and, M- and M-
0: "Enemy."
2: Yep, that's the one. Laughing
0: at the enemy. Um, the um yeah, the, the 2017 season that you were looking at, you forgot to look at the uh, Week Six game that we played
1: against the Vikings. Yeah, we lost our quarterback for the year, so um, hopefully that doesn't happen in Week Six this year. Talk to you later, bud. Call back if I want. Right.
2: Yeah, I've had uh, I've had like seventeen people reach out and tell me that. On top of what else was it? I don't know the other like statistical things that are not accurate about that. Um, yeah, I, again that I didn't feel the need to even address it because the whole thing was just kind of a joke and kind of stupid. So. Oh, well, (laughs) people get so angry about it. like, no, actually, it's not going to happen because how about it's not going to happen because I was joking and it's stupid and it doesn't mean anything. But yes, I I did forget that it was the 2017 thing because I don't remember anything. However, hilariously, whenever people ask me how long have you been doing the podcast? I just say since Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, that's when I started it because I can never remember what year it is and it shouldn't be that hard to remember because 2017, he broke his collarbone. 2018, he came back, and we're like, "All right, yeah, everything's gonna be better." And then it wasn't, and then everybody got fired. Just got to remember that. But yeah, 2017. So it would have been right around that time because I had just started the podcast. I think, I don't know. Very soon after, and then yeah, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, and it was a complete travesty. And I and then then when 2018 happened, I was like, "I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to stop doing the podcast because I have clearly jinxed this team." All right, should we power through? We got two Jeremys and two Andys. Just, just, uh, just crush them. See if we can do it. Hi, Ryan. Hi. 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 Uh, Hello.
3: I've had some time to uh, to uh, consider my last three emails.
2: Emails and
3: or uh, calls, voicemails. <laughs> Obvious to me at this point, the hangover has officially kicked in. The hangover. Little buddy, it's gonna be a long day. Love you. Happy night, bad,
2: Love you too. Um, I'm 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 slightly concerned because it sounds like you're trying to say that you're very intoxicated at the exact same time. It really sounds like you're driving around with your windows down. Just saying. Maybe, maybe that's just horrible Bluetooth and maybe I just don't know what you're talking about, but don't do that, Jeremy. That's, that's a bad idea.
0: Hey Ryan, it's Andy again. again. I'm trying to catch up on the podcast, especially the after dark stuff. I want to echo what, uh, Goose talked about as far as the blown call, uh, when the uh, play clock ran out and yeah. he timed in some good stuff as well. I wanted to uh, comment and, and say that for a while now, I believed that uh, coaches should be able to challenge anything that happens before the snap or after the whistle. And this comes into play in quite a number of things. Obviously on Sunday, there wasn't just one. There were actually uh, two things that I think should have been corrected uh, differently. We all know about the, uh, the play call debacle. Um, the second one is when Kenny Clark got that um, unnecessary roughness, personal foul. If you go back and watch the, the replay, uh, the uh, Patriots guy is, is grabbing his shoulder pads and pulling them down to the ground. Uh, now, anybody with children knows that when child comes to you and complains that brother hit him, uh, we should all know that we that the first thing we, our response should be is, okay, what did you do to him do? first?
4: Yep. Right. Okay,
0: uh, These are, in some cases, just large children that are playing out on the field. Uh, <laughs> is Kenny Clark just going to uh, uh, go after somebody just because? Well, no, it has to do with, with what they're actually doing in the full context. So um, if you are going to review all scoring plays, NFL, then you need to review the entire play okay? right. and admit when you screw up. Because right. uh, if not, then you are childish also. But, um, you yeah, know, so after the whistle... Personal fouls, it's usually, you know, everybody knows, well, the second person gets penalized. Well, why? That's not accurate. If everybody knows it's the second person, but you know that the first person did something, we'll do something about that, okay? Yeah. Uh, one play that always sticks in my craw, NFC Championship game against Seattle. Aaron Rodgers throws uh, a pick early in the game. It's because there were 12 men on the field, or it was an offside. I can't remember. I think he probably jumped. Uh, he assumed the flag was going to come because he gets flags for that because he's good at oh, yeah. it. Flag never came. Richard Sherman picked it off, and Seattle got the ball. And the only reason that Rodgers threw that pass is because somebody jumped offside. I guarantee, go back and watch it. Even the commentators say somebody jumped. They didn't call it. That was a problem. Yeah, you should be able to throw a flag and say, look, before the snap, there should have been a penalty, and that is the reason why things changed. Uh, too many swings just because of, uh, not because you can't do it, because you won't do it and that always you know baffles me and right. is very very annoying um, oh when people say hey uh but Dez caught it uh when comparing the <laughs> you know the Romeo Dobbs catch uh, you're actually kind of proving our point that it should have been a catch
1: right
0: cuz if you say Dez caught it then Romeo caught it and if you're saying well you know it's still not
2: you got cut off there that's a good pause there because you you're talking about a lot of different things so let's run through them Quickly, first of all, one of the things that kind of occurred to me as you were talking, a lot of the coaches for Green Bay have been asked about the non-call, and Joe Barry in particular was very cautious with what he said, and he he went so far as to say, I got to be careful what I say, I'm going to get in trouble here. They are not allowed to criticize the officiating. They will get in trouble for doing that. It's interesting to me because when you think about why won't they just fix the problems? Why won't they just admit they have a problem? Probably for the same reason they will punish you if you even speak out and say they missed a call. They will not admit to making a mistake, which is the first step to recovery, admitting you have a problem, right? Pretty basic. But but it's that, that, that arrogance. And, you know, this is the way we do things. And don't you dare question us and all that stuff. That's why things aren't going to get fixed. And yeah, there is nothing more frustrating in the world than a play kind of like that, but one in which you can see the coach pointing and saying, just look, just look, and they won't even look. And even if they could, you know, they can't challenge it. And it's, it's, it like tortures you to your soul because it's like, he should be able as a referee to look up and say, okay, let, let me see if I can see it and just glance up. The next play hasn't started, glance up there and say, oh yeah, you know what? And then throw the flag. What would that hurt? What could we possibly be ruining by doing that? If the referee can casually glance up at a video board and see a penalty, how insane is it to not let him correct it? I don't get that. I mean, just blatantly obvious stuff. I mean, there's the, obviously the the, the major one, what was it, The uh, the one in the playoffs where the guy just got absolutely blasted, like a full second and a half, two seconds, three seconds before the ball got there and it didn't get called, and then they changed it. And that's the thing. They only change the rule when something is so egregious that it's going to really hurt the product. Otherwise, it's just shut your mouth and stop complaining. You know, if if that had been in the Super Bowl, they would probably, if, if, if that blown uh, opportunity to challenge the play clock had been in the Super Bowl, and that was like the game-winning play for the Super Bowl, there would be a new rule in place. It doesn't change. I mean, there's no difference. It was a mistake that was made that resulted in a touchdown that shouldn't have been a touchdown that's easily correctable. So do it. No. Why? Because I'm not going to get that much heat for it, and I don't want to. And I don't want to admit we were wrong. And I don't want to come down on the refs and be like, oh, you guys should do a better job, and we're going to add technology and do all these things and take your job away from you. Who cares? But again, if that was the Super Bowl and the game was won or lost based on that, suddenly there'd be a new rule. Not to fix everything. But just for that one thing. Now now on scoring plays, you can re- review the play clock. That would be the only thing. It wouldn't be you can review these types of plays on scoring plays or any kind of penalty on scoring plays. It would be just that. Because we just want to cover up our tracks just enough to take the heat off and then move on with our lives. And it's so annoying because these things are just right in front of your face. Just fix them. I keep saying I don't want to talk about this anymore, and you guys get me whipped up about it every time. Uh, the... the instance you mentioned about Seattle, I vaguely remember that, but that actually just happened in this game, except I was n- just nervous they weren't going to call it. When he when he launched that uh, pass that ended up getting picked, I was having a heart attack like, dude, there better be a flag or I'm going to be furious. Mostly at Rodgers, because it's like, you better not even think about throwing that ball until you see yellow at your feet. Because if you're launching, you know, 60-40 balls into double coverage on a whim... Hoping mostly for a pass interference, if not a catch, secondarily a catch. You better make absolutely sure. And yeah, there was there was that that pick, and I'm I'm just like, oh, dude, because you know the 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 announcers are just like, oh, intercepted. It's like, listen, listen. You know what's important here. Tell me if there's a flag on the field. They're talking about. Well, there might have been twelve, men, You know, I don't know. We'll see. And that they're not putting the graphic on the bottom saying flag. The camera's not panning back to the line of scrimmage. So that I can scour the field to see. Oh man, I was having a heart attack. But that does make me nervous because certainly referees can make mistakes. And 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 again, yes, that is that is consequential enough when you're talking turnovers. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, don't I, I understand you have to draw a line somewhere, but it just seems crazy to me if 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 you're a ref and the coach comes over and says, "Are you serious? There was 12 men on the field." I don't see any reason. Again, if we had the whole New York thing. That would have been caught to begin with, but if he just has the ability to radio up to the to the, to you know the the booth and say, hey, were there twelve? Oh yeah, my bad, twelve. Okay, throw you know, we're not talking about taking ten minutes to review. We're talking about maybe taking as long as it takes a pitcher to throw the ball in baseball, which granted is forever, but this is a, a hopefully a rare thing and and on major consequential plays. You know, I mean, if if a coach comes over and says, hey, they was holding on that last play, get out of my face. I'm not I'm not doing that. You know, on, on on a play where they on first down they ran for four yards. Hey, he was holding. Shut up! But if 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 somebody comes to you and says there was twelve men on the field on an interception, check, that's a big deal and it's easily, you know, you can easily look at that and it's a major thing. It's not like a hold or it's kind of subjective and kind of like eh, I don't know, I don't know. And then yes, as far as the the Romeo thing, that the thing that annoys me the most about that is I put it on Twitter, and I was very specific about what I said, about what the rules say about the talk and everything. And, and I even phrase it in a way to say, I'm, I'm not saying he caught it. I never said that he caught it. I'm saying I don't understand, because clearly he didn't, but it seems to me the rules say he did, so what am I missing here? And nobody wants to actually engage with what you said. They want to assume what you mean and then argue with that, and I want to just punch everybody in the face. You Packer fans are so stupid. He clearly didn't catch it. I didn't say he caught it, moron. I read the actual, and that's the other thing. Nobody actually reads the rules and they start telling you what they think they know. And then you, then you tell them, no, that actually the rule says this. Well, you can't just make stuff up. No, I'm I'm reading you the rule. Then they start making stuff up. But, oh yeah, well, it's, you're technically not tucking it until you turn and run. Like, okay, now you're making stuff up. Stop talking to me. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of comments about Dez. They changed the rule after Des. first of all. Beyond that, they added things like reaching. So that, I mean, and granted, I think Des had three feet down anyways. They also added reaching. So if you're able to reach the ball, apparently, I don't know because tucking is in there as well. And Romeo Dobbs tucked the ball and they're like, nope, he clearly didn't because he didn't complete the process. Okay. Whatever. Then what about reaching? If you reach, are we still going to say the same thing? It's like, I know it says reaching, but like if you reach and then the ball comes loose, it doesn't count. Even though literally it says in there, if you reach, then that's a football move. I don't know. But that's that's the point. I, I just want somebody to explain to me why is it you're telling me that a football move, tucking it is a football move. He tucked it, but that's not a football move. That's all I'm asking. But yeah, the, the Dez thing is is dumb, right? Well, Dez didn't catch it, and neither did Romeo. Okay. Well, Dez didn't catch it because the rules back then stated that he didn't catch it. If Dez caught that exact same thing in 2022, they would rule it a catch because the rules have changed. So, yeah, the, the, the Dez thing... 50% of the people commenting on the Romeo thing bring up Dez, and it's irrelevant to this situation. First of all, it's not the same. Dez had three feet down and reached. Romeo had two feet down and tucked. It's, it's different. So I don't understand that either. Like, it's, it's the exact same thing. So if one is true, the other's true. Well, first of all, they're very different. They're absolutely not the same thing. And second of all, the rules are different. So this, this, this doesn't help anybody with anything at all. All right. Jeremy the Andy. Let's see if we can hear this one. Hey, Ryan. Again. Hey Jeremy first time, caller. first time caller what's up, man
3: you know i'm I'm only now realizing there's a very thin line <laughs> between uh, being annoying and funny
2: you're riding it. you're doing I'm a good job.'t
3: like Johnny cash yeah Does that makes
2: sense. I walked the line, yeah, I get it.
3: You said yeah, I yep I did that. Yep. uh but point of this call take more for less than hundred on Sunday. go back
2: home. <laughs> yeah no you're you're walking that line pretty well I would say the you're you're maybe if you're tilting too much toward annoying it's the bluetooth that's the biggest thing if you if you switch that then you're then you're clearly on the other side of the line but you're you're walking that fine line Jeremy take the Bluetooth out man I do appreciate the calls man that's that's good stuff all right andy let's uh let's let's wrap this up
0: Hey Ryan, you ran out of time. You did. <clears throat> um so if, if uh if the Des Bryant catch was not a catch, and by rule at the same time, you know, back then it wasn't. And because right, of exactly. the same rule, Romeo Dobbs's catch is not not a catch, all that means is that the NFL hasn't figured it out in eight seasons because <laughs> the the Dez thing was in twenty fourteen. Yeah. Um no, you cannot actually compare those two catches. One was in the end zone, one was not. Right. Um so they're not the other actually thing. comparable, but I just love the comment, you know, well, if his wasn't, Doc's wasn't, okay, then we are still dumb.
2: Anyway, <laughs> bye. Andy and I are obviously kindred spirits. I would never call someone dumb except for 30 seconds ago when I did for the exact same thing. Um, no, I, that's, that's pretty much summarizes exactly what I just said. Um, they're different. But, you know, I, again, th- these are all things we, we got to move on from. He should have, regardless, I I don't know, the rule's stupid, it doesn't make sense, they wrote it stupid, he didn't catch it, fine. At the end of the day, you gotta hold on to the ball, right? Same thing with the penalty, right? Clearly a problem, I wish the NFL would fix it, but they didn't, they got the ball off at some point, and we didn't defend it. That's our fault. Romeo didn't catch it, that's his fault, defense didn't stop him, that's the defense's fault at the end of the day. And we can kick and scream all we want, but those two things are realities, Romeo has to hold on to the ball, and we have to stop people from throwing, stop third-string quarterback Bailey Zappies from throwing 25-yard touchdowns. And there's questions about our guys were kind of like standing around because it's like, oh, all right, delay a game, and then that's what caught him off guard. Okay, fine, lesson learned. Don't do that next time, right? So uh, that's about it. I got to get going. I'm making tacos. Authentic white people tacos, if that makes sense. That is to say... Corn tortillas and not a, a pound of cheese on each one. <laughs> I appreciate some good white people tacos once in a while, but it's uh, you know, gotta watch your figure. They're also just not as good. I'll just be honest with you. I'm, 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 I'm digging the. Just doing ground beef today because that's what I got. But I'm gonna get some, uh, get that fajita seasoning going up there, and then I got some pork chops. I'm gonna thaw. We're we're doing tacos, man. We're doing straight tacos. I'm doing tacos for for uh, for breakfast for the Packer game too. Probably do some breakfast ones. I mean, they're, they're going to be breakfast ones, regardless of what's inside of them. But, Anyways, uh, you guys have a great night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.